0: This podcast is brought to you by SalesFuel Hire, a platform to help companies hire smarter and flag 13 toxic employee types. Measure job fit, sales tendencies and motivators, decision-making abilities and empathy levels and make your next hire your best hire. Try it now on salesfuel.com hire and use promo code Manage Smarter for $50 off your first purchase. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast.
1: Course adjustments, very important, not only internally, but externally, and always all the time, right, Lee?
2: Especially when things are moving faster than ever, uh, Whether especially during times of crisis.
1: Exactly, which is why we have Jeff Pearsall here on the Manage Smarter Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I'm Audrey Strong, Vice President of Communications here at SalesFuel.
2: And I'm Sealy Smith, the President and CEO of SalesFuel.
1: Well, Jeff Pearsall is a former high school and college basketball coach, entrepreneur, having recently exited his business, now specializes in M&A activity for small cap businesses, and the author of Dogs Don't Bark at Park Cars, and also known and branded as The Chaos Coach. Jeff, it's a pleasure to have you at our microphones.
3: Ah, it's great to be here with both of you, and thank you so much for everything you guys do on behalf of small businesses.
2: We're big oh, champions of small businesses. I am one myself. We're a family-owned company at Sales Fuel. Uh, we've been in business for 35 years, and so we always believe in helping our local businesses at all times of the year and regardless. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an honor uh, to to be uh, one of those elite that you know, small businesses
1: that have made it more than a few years. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, 35 years is pretty good track record late. Yeah. <laughs> but course adjustments is a huge bucket. I guess I would ask you to start, Jeff, on what you think the number one course adjustment mistake is or most frequently made. How do you want to go at this?
3: I, I you know, I, my business was based in Melbourne, Florida, which is affectionately called the Space Coast. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably got one of the greatest analogies. Um, in the sense that, you know, when a rocket goes up and let's, it's heading for the moon, it, it's going to constantly go off course by a degree or a degree here, left or right. And you constantly have to keep tweaking it to get it back on. If you leave it alone, it will miss the moon by just thousands of miles. Uh, because where you start on a course isn't going to be where you end up unless you make the appropriate adjustments along the way. Uh, things will not stay the same as you think they're going to be when you get started. So I, I think most of us uh, can relate to that analogy very clearly. Um, and I think probably most importantly, to make the proper course adjustments, and you'd be amazed, Audrey, I think how many people do not know the end before they begin. So consequently, where are you really trying to get to? And and it doesn't take massive changes, but it does take tweaks. But they need to be in alignment with where you want to end up.
2: So, What's some of your advice as far as knowing when is a good time to make a course correction or course adjustment?
3: <laughs> Boy, you're asking that during these times and days. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, when... You, you, every business has a set of metrics. Um, and, and I love the name sales fuel because I'm a sales guy and a business development person. And I think the most important metrics start around your sales, your sales people, mm-hmm. sales
4: volume, but whatever those metrics are, the second that those metrics are not Target is, you need to start that process.
3: I used to always tell my company and all the employees, do not just assume that everything is standard
4: uh, operating procedure. Don't, Don't settle for status quo. Constantly look for a better way. Question why. Why are we doing this? Why,
3: why, why? Because why will always lead to a new discovery. And you, you just have to watch the metrics and you have to keep asking why. And I think it tells you, Lee, when, when you need to make the adjustments from there. How would you address
2: somebody there that they would react to that and just say, well, we don't want to have, to, to have a knee-jerk reaction to this. So we don't need to make a course correction right now.
3: Yeah, I mean, you always get the people that are obviously scared of
4: change. And you don't want to make knee jerk reactions. Um, but what you do want to do, is looking at your data, trusting, and this is the biggest part that really gets a lot of people entrepreneurs are
3: great with it. You got to trust your instincts. Um, if your instincts are telling you that things are heading in a certain direction, make the course adjustment. Now, I'll give you a real-life example that just is very, very – it's probably going to hurt a lot of people in giving this. But, I mean, just literally six weeks ago, I fired
4: both of my financial planners. Um, And I was like, you have to be kidding this is a remarkable event,
3: never seen before. We have no idea where this is going to go. I'm not sitting here and writing this out. I made the course adjustment and went immediately to cash in my portfolio. And we're going to sit on the side and ride this out and figure out, you know, what we're going to do. I think where we're going to end up out of this coronavirus is going to be undetermined at this point. I'm an optimist and think that we'll bounce back really strong in July.
2: You and Audrey have something in common then.
1: Yeah. I pulled into a cash position as well. So yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can't
3: sit and let everybody else tell you where to go and what to do. Uh, And it's not about judging anyone, but I mean, you know, you collect your data, you, you, you see what the course of action is Mm -hmm. and then trust your gut. If your gut says do it, go with it.
1: So is there a process that you recommend to businesses? So uh, during times like this for, you know, more oversight and course correction, um, or you have to pay more attention to the media, like what are you suggesting for all of us in these unprecedented times? Any new processes you recommend? Well, I think,
3: Audrey, the first thing you said there was really interesting. I think turn off the TV and quit listening to the media. Um, you, you've got to go get your basic facts and get some general information. Um, you know, I think a perfect example, uh, my brother-in-law runs a little um, uh, service station. Quick Stop is what it's called up here. It's got a little food that they do in the mornings and lunch. And I told him about eight weeks ago, I said, you better start working on a to-go menu.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And he's like, well, yeah, okay. And, you know, he just kind of dangled around, dangled around with it. Well, then all of a sudden, it became mandatory. Well, because they were somewhat prepared, they were able to make the adjustment very quickly. And, of course, they're smaller. And so they can, they can move very quick. And they've been able to survive for the last you know four to five weeks, very, very
4: profitably. But that's what companies have got to do is a constantly With trusted advisors, hopefully you've created
3: those trusted advisors over the years. Um, there's a lot of money that's sitting out there we don't all know as the recording of today what our limitations and opportunities are going to be for that cash. But there's going to be some opportunities there that can make a significant difference in a lot of different businesses, but they got to go get to it. And and I think, you know, to that point, one of the most important things that businesses can do is make sure that you've got your team of trusted advisors around you so that, you know, when things do come up, you've always got a good sounding board to go to, to test. Do I need to make this tweak? Do I need to do this? Um, Which way do I need to go? Right now, there's a lot of people that could have started the SBA process a week ago when they came out with that money on Thursday, but now they got new money. You can't double dip on both of the programs. And it sounds like this new program is going to be better than the other program. But you know, you, you, you need your people around you to be able to make good decisions along the way. And Lee, I think as an owner, you you could probably sit there and go, yeah, I've got two or three mm-hmm. real trusted people, either other owners or CPA or lawyer that you really, really trust. And before you do something, you usually will bounce it off of them just to see where the barometer is.
2: Well, Jeff, I got a couple thoughts on that. First of all, uh, taking the most recent one first, uh, you know, the other thing you got to do is that when you have these advisors around you, you know, and, and many cases you're paying for them. I mean, whether it be lawyers or accountants or people in payroll or something like that is that you listen to them. You know,
4: it's like you're wasting your money if, you, if you're paying somebody to give you advice was uh, agility is always important in in today's times, in today's business market. But in
2: a time like this with the coronavirus and the COVID-19 thing, uh, where things are changing every day, sometimes multiple times during the day, your agility becomes even more important. So if you're small, you have the advantage of being agile, just naturally agile, if you're not small, uh, then you're going to have to figure out a way to start acting more like you know, somebody that's small and perhaps take a look at the, the things that are slowing you down and keeping you from being agile to be able to make moves quickly and efficiently, but yet intelligently, uh, and try to remove whatever obstacles or barriers that you have to, to being able to move that quickly.
3: I, I I would totally agree, and I think there's a... a a great definition for everybody to hold on to. And the, um, and this would go for any time during your business, but you know, the definitions of faith and fear are exactly the same thing. It's the things unseen in our future. And so many people are frozen by fear. And to a large extent, that's what ends up creating worse decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, and, You've got to have a basic belief system in you, your product, your people. And just like you said, those trusted advisors around you, don't go to them if you're not going to listen. And then, you know, ultimately, yeah, you still got to make your own decision. I mean, even at the highest level of our government, that's exactly what goes on where you're going to listen. You're going to take in from trusted advisors. But then at the end of the day, you got to make the decision because you're the president, you're the owner. You're the one who's leading the company.
2: Yep. You don't want a bunch of yes men on that team of trusted advisors. Well, I do one people that would will be willing <laughs> to disagree
3: with you. That's, that's the reason I got out of business. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about uh, your middle managers? So when we knew you were coming on the show, Jeff, one of the things Lee and I talked about last week was, how do you coach up um, somebody who's digging in their heels, won't change their KPIs, um, don't, don't really do the oversight that they should be doing to course correct um how do you what's your best practice for coaching somebody up
3: well i mean audrey that's a tough question i mean because i i think in bigger companies you know you provide some training you provide some support and some and some information along the way in smaller companies you know it, it really kind of gets to the point in place where, you know, you just got to replace and go on. Um, I mean, inflexibility um, really and truly just like change, um, you know, you have to realize everything around you is changing and today is changing at rapid speeds. You know, your marketing
4: program for your company will not survive if It has got to be evolving
3: all the time because the systems around you for marketing are evolving all the time. Um, and if you're, and, if you and, the and honestly, marketing. I just don't have patience for people that have inflexibility. So probably my answer is not the best Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but you
1: know, it's honest, you know,
2: yeah, he mentioned marketing though. It's like, if you, if you're still doing the same marketing strategy that you were doing a month, two months ago or something like that, you're, you're blind. I yeah, mean, you're a go-
1: dinosaur. Yeah,
3: yeah, you you you've already lost it. That's exactly right.
1: Do you want to talk a little bit in the time we have left about dogs don't bark at parked cars? I love that title. I, World, I love the you know, I love the car
2: on the front of the book actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that and that
3: actually was my bulldog before before she passed away. Aww. But uh, the you know it really was a a challenge to us when I was sitting around and we were I was approached. Um, by a pastor and he, you know, was recruiting me to, you know, come to his church and he ended up becoming a very dear friend and the co-author of the book. And I said, look, I'm not getting involved in the church because you all don't want, you, you don't want me there. I'm the type of person that, you know, you're, you're not who who they want. And he said, no, that's exactly wrong. That's exactly who we do need. We need people who are honest. We need people who are transparent and strong in their leadership. And, and I said, well, that's not the feeling I get when I come in the doors. And, and I said, you know, what's even more interesting is you never really provide anything to support businesses. And so we really went on a, a project because it really caught his attention. Um, and we went on a project and identified 10 core principles that really came out of the Bible that, you know, we kind of put in a secular manner to be able to lay out what foundational principles you need to build not just a successful business, but a successful life for yourself. And it, it, it really does so in a way that it's very storytelling, uh, uses a lot of the CEOs that we've interviewed over the last 15 years years, which was probably about 2,000 different CEOs, um, and it was amazing. You know, virtually 98% of them were very strong faith-based leaders, but the story never gets told, and so that's how the book was born. Um, it was an uh, incredible work to be able to put it together, really, but uh, it, it uses stories of other CEOs and business owners. Uh, in and around the United States, a lot in Central Florida, because our company was based there, um, and supports the 10 different principles that we identify in the book. Um, And we've had a lot of great feedback on it. Um, A lot of of people love love it to give to their 18 to 21-year-old, you know, that are getting started so that they actually have a footwork to be able to get going with.
2: My final two questions are, first of all, what is your favorite out of the 10
3: principles that you outline in the book? Well, because I'm a visionary, it has to be because it has to be the vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do really love the the legacy piece, uh, which is where if people would just start being the individual that they want everybody else to be, we'd be a heck of a lot better off. Mm-hmm. And then what is a barking dog? So the barking dog, great question. If, if you have a goal or you have a vision and you're working toward that goal or vision, you're going to have barking dogs that are going to come alongside of you and criticize. They're going to try to pull you off, get your attention to be able to get you distracted from the actual goal. And there's so many people that do take their eyes off the goal. And they get focused on the barking dog. And literally, like the opening story that's in the book of how this came about for me, I was riding down a road. We were playing cops and robbers back when we were 10 and 12 years old. And I took my eyes off the end of the road and turned to the the Dalmatian chasing me who
4: was barking at me, thinking I was going to kick him in the jaw. And I got bit. And that's exactly what happened. going, you're going to have barking dogs, and you can't get distracted by that criticism. And I think right now,
3: if you look at our president, and it doesn't matter if you like him or dislike him, quite honestly, I've never seen a person have to take up so much criticism and yet still be able to stay the day and be able to do the things that need to be done. But he's also an entrepreneur, so, you know, he gets it. Um, he's not going to let criticism take him off the course and so you know i that 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 is the essence of barking dogs
1: i love it I, well it's com, and uh it's j e f f p i e r s a double l and um jeff are you doing any more speaking are you still booking Speaking. Well, of, you know, right you know, it's now, on the website. It's, it's, it's tough it's right now. It's definitely slowed yeah. down. I had three cancellations due yeah. to the virus. But, but I mean, for maybe early next year when we. Yeah, I mean, this.
3: right now it's you know doing a lot of Zoom, a lot of podcasts like this, um, you know, which are fun. And you know, I've got a couple partners that want to start one maybe um, that we're we're thinking about doing just to keep the conversations going because. I think people need truth just like you guys are doing uh, to spread to people like you are. So, I mean, really keep up the great work. Thank you, Jeff.
1: Thanks, Jeff. And thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it.
3: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com.